If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> it's, it's fun to say all three names, isn't it? Lou Diamond Phillips. It just, you know, flows off the tongue. I'm jealous. I'm going to have to come. I'm going to have to start using my middle name really is what it is. Well, there you go. And But some people just say LDP, you know, you, you down with LDP. Yeah, you know me. I like that too. Well, listen, Mantis is in the house. I mean, you know, you first came on the scene, you know, with La Bamba in 1987. I know, you know, your voice wasn't in the movie with the singing, but here we are with the singing competition. Like, is this full circle for you? In some ways, yes. You know, uh, I mean, especially since I got to sing La Bamba after the unmasking, uh, which which is always wonderful to a live crowd because you just see how much joy that song, I mean, it just goes straight to the heart, man. And people, you know, they have to dance to it. It's uh, uh, it, it's such a memory for for many. And then, uh, you know, for a younger generation, it's it's such a revelation. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, so odd because I mean, you know, at the time, a lot of America thought I was a, a real rock star. It's like, no, I just play one on TV, uh, you know. But since then, uh, you know, having done Broadway, uh, you know, I was I was with the sort of glorified garage band in the early '90s, the Five Fitters. Um, I've sung uh, quite a bit, actually, recently uh, doing some animation for uh, Disney uh, with Elena of Avalor and Firebuds. Um, and and uh, I'm actually about to go back on stage um, uh, with Miss Saigon down in uh, uh, Fort Worth at uh, Casa Manana, which is a beautiful theater. So uh, as much as I say I'm not a singer, uh, I you know, it's like Al Pacino. I keep getting pulled back in. You do, you know, like Broadway, now you're coming back, you know, and the garage band. I mean, where does the mass singer rank in terms of, you know, your singing experiences in your career? The mass singer is, is I, my goodness, man, it's way up there. I mean, way up there uh, uh, because it's such a such a unique experience. I mean, it's such a hybrid. You know, it's 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 part of, you know, the sort of musical theater spectacle or in live concert performance and then TV. You know, I mean, the level of production is so, so impressive. The whole support staff, you know, uh, from the choreographers to the dancers, to the vocal coaches, to the segment producer, uh, the costume designer. I mean, it's it's this amazing immersive experience that draws from all of these other disciplines. And, and uh, it was, it was quite an experience, you know, I mean, I, I've sung before on stage. I mean, that's wonderful to a live crowd doing it in that mask, man. I mean, that that's a game changer, you know, and, and you really have to rethink your whole performance and how you, and how you're going to manage to engage the audience when they can't see your face. Are people shocked, you know, to, to so many, you know, it's it's La Bamba, Young Guns, everything else you've done. You've been in so many comedies, George Lopez, you know, Stand and Deliver. Are people shocked that maybe not, or, you know, that think of you ma mainly as an actor? 
A hundred percent, which is to me was one of the reasons to do it because I knew I'd be such an out of the box, you know, guess. And, and obviously it, it stumped the judges, which I thought was wonderful. Uh, uh, and because I've never led with being a singer. I mean, I, I tend to not call myself a singer, even though I've been paid for it, you know, uh, because because I have friends, man. I have friends who are Broadway stars. I have friends who are Grammy winners and, and rock stars. So so I, I I I don't deign to put myself in that category, you know, um, but yeah, I, you know, I am an actor who can sing and, and an actor who can dance a little, too. So, you know, there's all that. I, at some point, I guess I just have to own it. You got to own it. I mean, you did stump the judges. I mean, listen, Bruce Springsteen is one of the most iconic rockers of all time. So when Ken Jong is there and he guesses Bruce Springsteen, I mean, that has to feel good, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know when to take him seriously, to be quite honest. I think he tosses some of those guesses out there just, just to rile people up. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, come on, man. He, uh, to even me mention in the same breath you know, as the boss is, is huge. Uh, uh, and, and so it was a lot of fun, but I mean, a lot of the other guesses too, I was, I was a bit flattered. I mean, Kevin Bacon is, is a real musician, you know, Dennis has performed before uh, Quaid. Uh, and, and so, uh, and uh, it didn't make the cut, but Johnny Depp came up, Keanu Reeves came up once again, uh, actors who actually have performed, you know, uh, in rock bands. So, so they were, they were circling all around me, but never quite hit the bullseye. I mean, I've seen the Bacon Brothers live many times. I swear when I heard that, I'm like, it's Kevin Bacon, 100%. I'm like, I, 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 I was convinced. Yay, good. What about, you know, listen, you've also directed, you've written, like I said, Broadway. Like, is there a part of this business like that you haven't done that you still want to try? Wow, uh, that's, that's, that's a very good question. Um, uh, I'm directing, you know, quite a bit more, which, which is really wonderful. Uh, I'm actually trying to develop uh, a couple of miniseries ideas. Um, uh, so, so some of the focus is going toward that. Uh, I, I've written a sequel to the, the first novel that my wife and I put out, Yvonne, uh, The Tinderbox Soldier of Indira. That one uh, uh, did so well. I wrote a sequel. It's at the publishers. It'll be out early next year. It would be wonderful mm -hmm. to sort of see something from the conception of a book through to, you know, like turning it into a series or something like that. Um, the the opportunities and the avenues uh, uh, in this day and age, you know, in, in the film and television business, uh, it's, it's amazing. There, there, there's more chance for uh, actors to to expand, expand their horizons and and to do more. Back, back in the day, man, you did one thing. If you did film, you did film. You didn't do TV. You definitely didn't do commercials. You know, uh, um, Broadway actors, you know, had a hard time making the transition. Now it's like you can do all sorts of things. I mean, you can do the mass singer. I've done cooking competitions, you know, and, and people take it as part and parcel of a diversified and, and, and uh, uh, interesting career, which is fun. Uh, you know, we don't do rom-coms as much as anymore. They would have been wonderful to be in one of those. Uh, I'm playing the dads now. So, you know, I'm going to have to walk a daughter down the aisle or something. Uh, and, uh, you know, comedy. I would like to do some, you know, some more comedy because I, I enjoy it so much. You've been in some of the great comedies of our TV generation. Spin City, we love. One of your favorite parts of mine was the big hit. What is it like, you know, working with Mark Wahlberg? That, that was a great movie. Uh, thank you. I, I, I love that. It's one of my favorite films because it's so weird. It is so, you know... I, uh, 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 hip hop, uh, 
uh, Hong Kong uh, action black comedy. I mean, it's just, you know, it was just weird. Uh, and, and it's become a cult hit. But at the time, I'm not sure everybody knew how to take it, even though it opened up a number one at the box office. Uh, you know, but I mean, you know, Christina Applegate and Bo Keem and Mark and I mean, just just wonderful, wonderful people What a great, great cast to be a part of. Um, and I, there were plans for a sequel. I wish they would have done it because it, it was uh, uh, such a great experience. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, once again, yeah, you're working with a director who just kind of, you know, let me go and let me and let me do some crazy stuff. So that was uh, uh, that was quite an experience. You know, and, and it's there. It's there for people to discover and, and to enjoy and they were going to truly make a part two, but then someone just axed it along the way. Yeah, I don't. I it's interesting. I yeah, those those, those sort of things go to development. They wanted to keep the whole cast together, um, but once again, I, I I don't. I just don't know if the studio knew what to do with it. You know. So I mean, who knows? It was it was out there, but in such a great, brilliant way. Is there ever a part that like you were close to getting or in the mix for that, you know, we could say, oh, that, you know, you could have been Lou Diamond Phillips. You know, uh, there, <laughs> there's a couple. Uh, there's a couple. Uh, uh, one of them. And, and this was this was a hard lesson to learn uh, early on in my career. Uh, right after Stand and Deliver, I was attached to a lot of independent films. Um, and another one came along uh that you know it was going to be for scale again it was an unknown director um and and for once i didn't read the script i asked my agent so what do you think he goes eh, i don't know so we passed uh and and that was drugstore cowboy and i had it first and it was like you know i look back at that now and 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 my lesson was i don't care if they're offering me two bucks i'm gonna read the script you know uh and and uh um it, it was it was a good lesson it was a really good lesson it's like it's about the material. Uh, uh, so much, so many things in my career have been underdogs. They've been, you know, uh, unexpected projects that have that have, you know, uh, uh, done well and and found their audiences. Uh, many, unfortunately, that did not. Uh, you know, the, the Thirty Three. I'm so proud of that film. It's a wonderful film. It was terribly underseen about the Chilean miners. You know, and probably the most international cast I've ever been a part of. But you know. Uh, uh, so, so many things go into what makes a success and what doesn't that you have to kind of take things on their own terms. And if you're proud of the project, you know, regardless of, of uh, what it may do business wise, you know, that you, I think you have to be satisfied with that. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. 
Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, you talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. I need to tell you guys how much I love cooking at home these days, and it's all because of green pan. Now, of course you want pans that don't stick, right? I mean, there's nothing worse than when food sticks to your pans while you're cooking. But as you know, I'm also so health conscious, and I never personally thought of what the pans were made out of. But do you know that most traditional nonstick pans were made with plastic coatings that can turn toxic when you heat? I didn't think of it either until I discovered green pan. Now I've gone down a rabbit hole. And that's why I'm obsessed with Green Pan's ceramic nonstick cookware. Now, let me just also say it looks freaking cool. For my new LA apartment, I got like this cool gold tone and like this is such high end. But what I really love is that their ceramic nonstick cookware is made without harmful toxins. Think about it. Why is making cookware with ceramic, why is that important? Because ceramic doesn't emit fumes when it's cooked. So listen, it's 2023. Are you still cooking with pants made out of plastic? Head to greenpan.us and use promo code VELVET and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right, 30% off. Whether you buy one pan or a whole set, it's 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and make sure to use promo code VELVET. Every movie, every TV show has brought you here. To the MTV Movie and TV Awards hosted by Drew Barrymore. I can't believe it. And sure, I might be hosting, but great movies and TV shows, they're made for fans. To make you laugh more, cry more, bury more. So you get out there and fan so hard because it's the biggest night to be a fan. The 2023 MTV Movie and TV Awards, live Sunday at 8, 7 central on MTV. And then do you as an actor, you know, get over when you don't read the script and it is a drugstore cowboy? Like, you know, or is it just like this? This no, hurts. no, obviously not. I'm still talking about it 30 years later. You've ripped the scab right off, man. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring you back to that time. It's all right. <laughs> well, listen, you know, the mass Singer is on Fox, keeping in the Fox family for a minute. You know, I split my time between New York and L.A. We love a New York show. I mean, what was it like acting opposite Miss Bellamy Young on Prodigal Son? Such a good show. All right. I, you know, I got it. I, I, I am still speaking of still sore. Uh, I I really really wish we had gone uh, a number of more seasons. I loved that show. I loved that cast. I loved that role. You know, uh, there was something so special about it. And and to this day, to be quite honest, I'm still a little mystified, a little mystified as to why uh, we did not continue. Um, Bellamy, I, I it was wonderful because I had worked with Bellamy before. Uh, I played Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. In this in this little indie film that Lifetime picked up, and Bellamy was this reporter. Uh, uh, actually, no, she was she was a lawyer trying to uh, um, get me to confess to some earlier crimes to get one of her clients off. Uh, and so I knew Bellamy, and I loved her from that. And we had such a a wonderful working relationship. So to be able to to do something completely different with her was such a treat. I mean, and talk about amazing human beings. You know, I mean, she is one of the most big hearted 
warm, lovely people you'll ever meet. Uh, uh, really does so much for, for animals and for pets. I mean, you know, God bless her. And Tom Payne, I had known through uh, a lot of the conventions, you know, because uh, the, the, I directed a Fear the Walking Dead, and you know he was obviously in The Walking Dead, and we had we had an overlap there, so uh, uh, it was it was nice to get to get even closer to him. Uh, so yeah, man, I mean that's that's just it. it. It's it's working with cool people and and uh, just just enjoying the journey as much as the destination. It was such a good show. I know you were on the board of you know the Coalition for Asian Pacifics and Entertainment, and you know you've spoken out you know throughout the years. Like where where are we today in entertainment with like diversity and inclusion? Where are we? Yeah. Wow, that's you know what that's that's a really good question, man. Uh, we are we are on the climb. I hope you know what I mean. Uh, I, I think we have seen advancements uh, in, in in a lot of areas. Uh, I, I think we have quite a ways to go. Uh, I, I was, you know, not only on the board of Kate, but uh, I was on the executive committee for the academy uh, when we, you know, instated Aperture 2020 uh, and made massive strides uh, in inclusion and in and uh, uh, gender equality. You know, when it when it came to representation within the academy, uh, and we've got more to go. And you know, we're, we we've seen, you know, I mean, with Michelle Yeoh and, and everything everywhere all at once doing so well. Um, parasite a few years before that, Minori, uh, you know, uh, obviously the African-American community, you know, the, what's sad is that there's still so many firsts, you know what I mean? There's yeah. still so many, oh, first time, you know, this this person from this community won. Um, we, we need to get to the place where that's no longer an asterisk, that, you know, the best performances and the, and, and the best films get recognized regardless of how they were made or who they were made by. Um, and, and, uh, hoping to continue that, um, because it's important, uh, America needs to see itself. I mean, when, when you talk about movies like La Bama, when you talk about movies like Stand and Deliver, I was very, very proud to, you know, have represented the Latino community, how I've represented the native community over the years and, and give, give, you know, young people coming up and young artists coming up, you know, something to shoot for, uh, um, I've always said, you know, I was fortunate to get in the door. I've tried to keep my foot in the door so that others can get back, you know, get through with me. Uh, and, and that's that's what we need. We need people in decision making uh, uh, positions, you know, not not just in, in front of the camera, but the writers, the directors, the producers to be to be aware and to to give uh, diversity and inclusion uh, its proper respect. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned you were part of a cooking show before. You're very humble. You you won Celebrity Cook-Off. You won I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. You did very well on The Masked Singer. I mean, you know, is is are you happy with where you finished in this competition? I mean, you're so used to winning things. I mean, when it comes to reality TV. You know, I try, I, I try not to do anything I'm not good at. <laughs> at least not on a massive public scale, you know. So, so, uh, but I, I went into Mass Singer with, with very, very uh, managed expectations. As I said, you know, I mean, I look back and, you know, you know, people like Shaka Khan and Dionne Warwick and, you know, uh, Tony Braxton, all these people get eliminated. And I'm like, you know, how is this possible? So I, 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 I have a very, I think, um, uh, accurate, you know, uh, assessment of where I'm at in the singing world. Uh, so I, I went on to, you know, for some fun and, and, uh, and everything else. Uh, so I actually was a little surprised that, that I got past the, uh, the, the first episode and wouldn't have done so without, without Robin's save. So, you know, I, I, I owe, I owe him a nice dinner. 
What about, you know, you, we've seen you sing some great songs this season. Like what type of, you know, you were compared to Bruce Springsteen. Like what type of music do you listen to when you're just like on your iPod in your personal life? Isn't that funny? Because, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's such a rocker. It's like, well, yeah, I am back in the day. But I would have loved to have done some, some uh, uh, you know, like uh, uh, English invasion, you know, songs just from the 80s, you know, uh, uh I'll stop the world and melt with you. You know, I mean, they would have been fun to do something like that because that's as much a part of my uh, my uh, musical history as anything else. So, I mean, um, if if I'd gone further, I would have I would have pushed. I think for some for something that that would have been really really out of the box. Throw some Duran Duran in there, maybe Billy Idol. Yeah, there are friends of mine, Billy Idol. If on movie night, I did ask. It's like. Don't, don't you forget about me. Why can, can we do that one? You know, so, but uh, it's, uh, uh, I think that the people don't realize that, that you don't get to pick from the entire pantheon of musical, you know, choices uh, when you go on the show that it's, it's what they've licensed. It's if there's a theme, all of that. So, so the choices become a little more limited. Do you like, I mean, since you've won two competitions and you've gotten far in the mass Singer, like, do you like reality TV? I mean, we have Celebrity Big Brother. We have some other options here for you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think a, a lot of people uh, uh, have made that a career and, you know, good for them if that's what they enjoy. But uh, I, I try to pick and choose carefully uh, to do something that I think I'm going to get something out of personally. You know, uh, um, I, the I'm a celebrity thing was, was sort of my, uh, uh, you know, being a survivor fan and going, mm, I think I can do that. Having grown up part, part of the time in the Philippines and been a Boy Scout and whatnot. So and the charity aspect of it. So there was, you know, uh, the same thing with the cooking show. Um, the charity aspect will always be appealing to me if I can, you know, give some money to to some worthy causes. Uh, but also that, that that personal challenge, you know. I think people now know that I cook, but I've cooked for most of my life. So uh, uh, it was it was a real joy. And I, man, I do that again in a heartbeat. Guy uh, right. Fiori's a bud. Uh, I was supposed to do grocery games at one point, but uh, uh, I, I think that got put off. I would go back on chopped in a heartbeat because I I lost because I I forgot ingredients. Um, uh, so I you know get more focused and go back and go after that. Wow, what about like you have been in so many movies and TV shows that you know the list goes on and on. Like, is there an actor or actress that you just you know you could be friends with, or just that like your paths have crossed that you would just love to work with that you haven't gotten a chance to? So many, man. It's, you know, so many. And I tend to go with actors who are, you know, in the generation previous to me, uh, you know, the De Niro's, the, the Streep's, the Pacino's. Um, I've met all of them. I'm partners with Bobby in, in uh, the Tribeca Grill in New York. Uh, I was one of the original uh, co-owners of that restaurant, which is still going strong. But I've never worked with him as an actor. Uh, you know, so, I mean, there 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 are those uh, amazing people that, that uh you know, yeah, I would. I, I would. I would crawl through glass, you know, to to work with uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins. You know, uh, I, I I never met Peter O'Toole. I never I never met Catherine Hepburn. I, just some of these people that you know were were uh, absolute icons of mine that were inspirations to me. So so you know, whenever I wish for something like that, you know, uh, th- those are the first people that come to mind. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. 
crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. We love a little Tribeca girl. I had no idea you were, you know, now I'll have to go support again. I mean, it's still going strong, like you said. And the food is better than ever. It is fantastic. We love it there. What about, you know, with reboots and remakes just all rampant these days? Like if they were going to remake La Bamba and cast, you know, Richie Valens today, like who do you, who would you like to pass that torch to? Does anyone come to mind? Wow. Wow. Um, My goodness. You'd have to, you know, find somebody who who plays 17, which wouldn't be that hard. But I mean, you know, there, there, there's so many amazing Latino stars uh, out there now. And, you know, we're doing Latino music. Uh, uh, they, they, they would find somebody amazing. Uh, they really would. Uh, it, 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 it's interesting because Luis Valdez did a, uh, a talent search over 600 people. He, he saw for the role of Richie and finally settled on me. Thankfully, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, where, uh, uh, that, that person is out there, you know? What do you think it is? Because people still, like you said, you know, you sing this on The Masked Singer, you know, people just get up, like, you know, the movie is still beloved by so many, like, how, wh- what do you think it is about this film that just withstands the test of time and is finding a new audience? I mean, first of all, it wasn't trendy. A lot of the movies in the 80s were really trendy and you can look at them and go, oh, well, that's an 80s movie. You know, look at the hair, look at the shoulders. Uh, uh, the fact that this was a period piece to begin with kind of makes it timeless. Um, but... There, there, there's no doubt about it, man. It's the heart. It is the heart uh, and the soul of that piece. Uh, and that's what Luis Valdez captured, you know. Uh, uh, and it's because he, you know, founded Teatro Campesino. He was, you know, theater of the farm worker. Uh, he understood this to the very essence of his being uh, and and the, the, the Chicano experience, you know, in America and how, how Richie uh, embodied that while simultaneously embodying the, the American dream. Uh, it, it transcends culture. It transcends. It's very specific to the culture, but at the same time, it is universal, you know? Uh, and that's why we're talking about, you know, a, a lot of uh, cultural films are getting more attention these days because they speak to everybody. We can all relate to this, you know? Uh, and and um, I, I, I think that's that's why it's sort of evergreen because it's, it, it, it is that joy. It is... And it's rock and roll, man. It is it is the essence of of being young and passionate and you know so full of life and and uh, uh, you know that 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 that's timeless. That's that's never going out of stock. It's it's still such a great movie. Well, final two questions as we wrap up. Like, what is next for you? You know, now that you've just completed the Mass Singer, like, what projects do you have coming up? Tell us everything. Oh my goodness! Uh, so um, I got a couple of uh, films in the can. Uh, uh, a movie called Year Two uh, with uh, Frank Willow and Katrina Law that will be in theaters later this year. Uh, and um, uh, a little movie called Et Two that I did with Malcolm McDowell uh, and some young filmmakers. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, uh, it, it's another one of those. It's so out of the box and and defies definition uh, that I hope, I hope it gets to find an audience through the film festivals or whatnot. Um, uh so that's a lot of fun uh and i'm going back on stage uh um in june uh at custom in fort worth to to do uh miss saigon uh a little bit more directing this year uh some more writing um as i said i finished i finished the sequel to uh the tinderbox which will be called tinderbox underground movement 
we'll see that earlier next year. Um, and I'm and I'm uh, also currently working on a novel that I wrote in college. Uh, it's actually still a good story. My writing's a lot better now than it was then. You know, <laughs> little hint to uh, all the aspiring writers out there. Uh, uh, and uh, we'll we'll see where that goes. You're busy. Yeah. Well, Thanks. as we, you are, I mean, you're very busy. At, well, as we wrap up, what advice would you give to, you know, you have all these celebrity friends, like someone that maybe is thinking or gets a call in the future about, you know, going on The mass Singer, you know, of course you wouldn't know because it's confidential, but what advice would you give to all of them? Do it. It's, it's really simple, man. Just do it because it's fun. It's an experience. Uh, uh, throughout my career, you know, I, I, I was always worried about, you know, how this would do or how that would do or how this would be perceived. Uh, and and have gotten to the point in my life where it's like, you know what? The experience itself is 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 part of the joy of what we do. We get to do these crazy things. Uh and 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 if you're a, if you're a singer, if you're an actor, somebody who isn't known for singing, especially it, it's an opportunity to do something that that is surprising, that will challenge you, that is you know, and 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 as I said before, the group there at the Mass Theater, they're so supportive and so kind and so warm. And as long as you kind of know what it's all about, you know, uh, you, you will have the time of your life. It's 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 a, it's a it's a real joy. It is. That's such good. You know, the journey counts for something, right? Yes. Well, listen, I really enjoyed watching you on The Mass Singer. Big fan of all your work. Like, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. And congrats on everything you have going on. And definitely feel free to stop by anytime. Thanks so much, David. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.